hello and welcome to this first episode of the mini solo soundtrack breakdown. Um, I'm Carl LeClaire, obviously. Um, you probably know who I am if you're on a Patreon. So first off, as always, thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, Jason and I both really appreciate it so much. So the solo, it's been out for a while now. And if, if you're obviously a regular listener of the show, you know how much I love this movie and specifically the music of this movie that John Powell gave us in the soundtrack. And I just, I can't get enough of that. I've probably listened to this soundtrack in its entirety at least three times a week. Um, when it first came out, I think I probably listened to it in its entirety two times a day. Um, I just absolutely love the music that he composed and adapted for the film. Um, which, by the way, is an interesting thing to obviously take notice of, is even on the cover of the soundtrack album, it says um, music composed and arranged, or I think composed and, um, you know, jeez, uh, oh, I'm blanking on what it what the terminology is, and of course the CD is in my car, so but I'm pretty sure it says composed and arranged by John Powell, and of course there's also the moniker of um, original Han Solo theme composed by John Williams, which of course we all know John Williams wrote the main um, heroes, uh, um, theme for this movie for Han and, uh, John Powell, of course, then takes that theme and just sprinkles it all throughout the entire soundtrack. Um, and I think, you know, John Powell, I'm hoping is getting enough credit. Um, I'm, I'm not seeing anything negative about him, but I'm not really seeing anything really praising him either. And I think what he did was such phenomenal work in the same way that Michael Giacchino did with, with the soundtrack for Rogue One. And what really impresses me with what Powell did is he still created so many memorable themes of his own. Like, yes, the Han Solo theme is probably the highlight of that entire movie as well as the soundtrack itself. Um, and, you know, in a way, it's like I'm so glad that John Williams wrote that because if you're going to take a main Star Wars character, in my opinion, it should be John Williams writing the theme music if if he's available, right? In which clearly he still is. And um, I, love, I love what John Williams uh, created for us. But... Um, John Powell did such a great job of putting it into the soundtrack and kind of just giving it his own tweak. And I think he did such a masterful job of that. And, and that's some of the things we'll, uh, I'll be getting into in this, these mini episodes over the next couple of weeks here. Um, I'm essentially doing this as a buildup to the, the solo digital release, which is on September 14th, which I foolishly thought was September 4th. So I was really bummed when I got up and saw that the other day. I was like, what, where did I get this in my head? So I'm doing something to, to, to give my solo energy out before the, the movie comes out. Um, and that's, that's kind of where the brainchild of this came from. So anyway, I just got totally sidetracked and, uh, and Jason's not even here. So, wow, now you know who the, the culprit is on the show. Um, but anyway, you know, what, what I really liked that Powell also gave us was these original themes. He gave us a theme for, for Chewie. He gave us a theme for Beckett. Uh, he gave us a theme for Han and Kira. Um, I mean, he, he composed such beautiful pieces himself and then takes, kind of the DNA that John Williams wrote and just masterfully sprinkles that, like I said, throughout the entire soundtrack. So that being said, um, kind of my hope with, with these small segments of, of, of episodes, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, how many they're, they're going to be, but I'm essentially going to look at it track by track, playing clips from the soundtrack as well so that they're fresh in our, in our heads while, we're, while I'm talking about it. But I'm probably going to clump them together in, in so far as how they belong thematically. So that being said, I'm actually going to skip the opening track, which is the track written by John Williams. I'm actually going to come to that last. Um, and you might be saying to yourself, why? That makes no sense. Well, you know what? That's just kind of how I want to do it. I want to do it chronologically through the film. And uh, so 
you know, when you look at the soundtrack, um, you know, the Adventures of Han, of course, is the opening track, which is, you know, a concert suite of the, the theme John Williams wrote for the film. But then you get into the actual meat of the film and the soundtrack runs chronologically, except for um, just fun little fact in case you didn't notice um, track 14, the good guy. It's actually from the end of the film when Han is talking to Kira and then it also ends with the triumph of Enthus Nest against Dryden's gang. This this track is actually it should belong as track um, 18 instead of good thing you were listening. It should go in between Savarine standoff and good thing you were listening chronologically, just in case you were wondering. My guess as to why they put the good guy where they did is um, we have a lot of action music cues um, from Mind Mission to Breakout to Reminiscence Therapy and Into the Maw. These are all action music. So I feel like they just slipped it in there to kind of break up all the action music in a row. Um, again, this is just my guess. I have no idea. So if, if you've noticed that too, and you have any theories, please definitely let me know. But I want to go to the very first track from the film, which is titled Meet Han. And it starts like this. This is Han Solo's theme being played very slow and very dark as we're getting that opening crawl. That's not an opening crawl. Still have it, right? We're getting we're getting the words that describe kind of the plight of the galaxy right now under the thumb of the Empire and these crime syndicates. And the thing I like about how they're playing his theme here, the way Powell has has arranged this here, is it's everything and again now I should probably preface, although I'm sure you know this about me. I, I play guitar, I like music. But I don't know a lot about it. Like, I do not even pretend to be some sort of David W. Collins. Um, uh, may his name forever be loved by Star Wars fans. Um, but so obviously this is not going to be, be me giving you a technical breakdown of, of the music theory behind this because I just don't have that kind of knowledge. But this is just more my take. That being said, I know enough about music to know that all of these notes we just heard are all in a minor key. And typically, you know, minor music is, is meant to be ominous or it's meant to be um, kind of epic sounding or even um, like a lot of heartbreak songs um, or, you know, nine times out of ten in a minor key. Um, there's something more dark and foreboding about the way Hans theme is being played right here. Right. And, and kind of my take on it is what what Powell is telling us even before we see anything in this film is he's he's giving us a sense that the galaxy is this bleak and dark place. And yet underneath that, that darkness and underneath that um, kind of criminality that's reigning under the empire, we do have the Han Solo theme being played. And I think it's a product. Han is a product of what he grew up in, right? I mean, he grew up in poverty. He grew up in most of his life an orphan and, you know, he's been living hand to mouth the majority of his life. And he is a product of, of the kind of the darkness he grew up in. And yet his theme is about to be played kind of in its fullness and it's something triumphant. So let's, let's listen a little bit more. Sparking that speeder into life. Wanting to be that guy who's flying among the stars. Brings this thing to life. Here comes his theme. Get 
ready for the title track to come flying at you. So right there, right? Like you, it, it goes from this very dark and ominous um, portrayal of Han's theme. And then boom, here it comes into this kind of triumphant thing as we see Han taking that speeder down the streets of Corellia, right? He, he, he is in the story itself. He's actively starting to, to work towards that freedom that the opening crawl tells us about, right? His, his desire to be free and fly among the stars. Well, this is him lighting that spark. This is him you know, really working to make that dream a reality. And he does that, right? Which we're about to learn in the story because he's just stolen some coaxium from this rival gang and he's taking off with it plus their speeder. And you get this really full and bright and, you know, very, you know, old style serials, heroic theme playing. And, and as the solo title card bursts onto the screen and comes flying at you, it's making it very, very clear right from the opening shots of this film who our hero is, who our character is that we're to follow. Um, and then the track continues. Uh, it's, it's basically Hans, Hans' theme continually being played. Um, I love all these drums in here in the background. So Hans making his way to Proxima's lair. And the whole while, right, you've got his, his theme is constantly being repeated. Here it is a little bit bolder. Maybe a little bit scared. We don't know. Powell's like his work with with these these percussion instruments is just absolutely incredible. Um, so now you've got Han showing up at Proxima's lair, and again, you, you just all we're hearing here is, is is his theme over and over again. It's being brought down though a little bit now. Here it comes on piano. Right, so it's being plucked along on a piano. As he's slipping into the lair, as he's slipping into the darkness, right? It's it's almost as if the music, as it's as it's you know, switches from this big triumphant sounding music into this kind of very intimate sounding piano. As we as we follow Han, and again, I, God, I can't wait for this movie to be out so I can be watching it as I'm saying it. But um, you know, we're we're following Han into the den. We're following our hero, and his in you know, right? He's he's again, you've seen the movie. He's waited for you know. The other uh, gang members to go back inside, right? He's hiding behind some crates, and then he kind of slinks in, right? He's he's being very secretive and sneaky, and I love how the theme jumps then onto the piano, as if the piano itself, right? It's much quieter than that big that big bombastic version of the theme we just heard as he was you know flying through the streets, but now he's slinking around. He's being very quiet and sneaky, so I just think it's really cool how it then jumps back onto the piano. Right there, it is on the piano. It's looking for Kira. And again, I'd have to actually have the film in front of me to know if that's right where they meet up or not. I'm not sure. And the thing that really bums me out is where this track cuts out is sadly right as he does find Kira. And you know, I love the music that's played when, when they're talking about their plans to escape Corellia. We don't have that on the soundtrack, unfortunately, and I'm really bummed. Um, so again, I can't wait for the film just so I can hear that again. But so really, the, this, this first track of the soundtrack, Meet Han, is essentially about musically telling us a little something about our character. Um, it's a character who's kind of grown up in, in a very dire situation under the thumb of, you know, of Proxima and the galaxy at large. And then, boom, he makes his first kind of heroic step towards that freedom he's seeking. And we get that bombastic version of his theme. 
which then just kind of keeps you know recycling itself as he's making his way back to the lair and then boom back down onto this piano as as, as he slinks his way in so that's kind of my breakdown of, of track one meet han so for the sake of um how I think these tracks actually work together. I'm going to go right into the the third track on the soundtrack, Corellia Chase, which obviously picks up after Han throws the rock through the uh, uh, basically the window and makes the light come into the lair and scare off Proxima. Um, we don't get any music in there, um, but the, where the soundtrack picks back up is uh, track three here, Corellia Chase, and it's as um, Han and Kira are making their way down the streets of Corellia, trying to get out of there, heading towards Coronet City, and fast on their tail, of course, is, is Moloch. So let's check out Corellia, Chase. There you go, Hans Dean, right off the bat. Right, so you've got, you've got his theme playing here in the background the whole time, but it's amped up, it's action-packed, right? It's It's... It's Han Solo's theme turned into a chase. This is them bursting forth into the light. They're screaming, woohoo! So this, you know, this first part of the track... It's just Hans theme being played very loud and triumphantly on a lot of horns there. Um, I'm assuming trumpets again. I'm no uh, I'm no orchestra seer, so I can't say for certain, but they sound like trumpets to me. And right, it's it's very loud and and, and bombastic and big and larger than life, kind of like Hans' character. And it's just been turned into a more action packed types uh, type feel to it as it as it goes into this chase. And it gets big and loud as they again like that 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 visual shot that I really, really like of Han and Kira in the speeder bursting out of the darkness of, you know, near Proxima's lair into kind of the light of the sun as they're heading towards Coronet city. You get a really big, loud statement of Han's theme as they do that. And then it kind of mellows down a bit as Han and Kira have this conversation, you know, I'm going to be a pilot best in the galaxy. And, and Kira shares, you know, I won't have to take our orders from anyone. They kicked around anymore. Ever. Right. So it's it's this is Hans theme Hans theme being played. I'm, I'm talking a little bit through it, so I'm gonna actually like I'm gonna play it one more time. Go back just a tiny bit and play this again. But listen, it's, it's again it's it's Hans theme. It's it's nothing necessarily new here, but it's being played in a little bit more of a whimsical way. It's 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 again it's evocative of what these two characters are talking about. They're talking about their dreams. They're talking about doing and being something more than, and than the plight in which they grew up in. So it's kind of whimsical and fanciful and, and it captures that spirit of just uh, two young hearts, you know, dreaming for more. And then, boom, here comes Moloch, and he hits the back. <laughs> so the music is, again, more chase music. Here, got, got those scary trumpets. Uh-oh, the enemy's behind us, right? Music's a little bit strenuous here, a little bit a little bit anxiety-riven. And now they're about to... Han's about to pull off his first cool little move in the speeder. You know, he's basically playing chicken with somebody. Listen to this. 
Christine. Han's going to be on here. Right, so they they pull that off, and you know it. It's it's that moment when uh, visually, right? Han is playing chicken. He's flying at that other speeder. Kira's going, "What?" You know, "Oh, wow!" And just hold on, and he right pulls that really cool um, Tokyo drift. I think is the expression. I'm not sure, um, but he just kind of slides around. You you got his 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 theme again there. Powell's throwing it in right there. Like this is Han Solo being Han Solo, right? It's a statement. This guy can fly. This guy is a good pilot. Um. Music essentially just continues is, is is really chase music through much of the rest of the track. Um, let's get here a little bit towards the end. Um, you know, this is Han getting ready to, to try to pull off that move by going up on the side. Here it is. Let me rewind that for a second. But listen to how big and bombastic it get. Right, it gets as, as Han tells Kira they're going to do it. They're going to flip up on the side and go between these buildings. It's you know it's it's just very old style Hollywood type music here where it's it's big and loud and it's like I said bombastic as he tries to pull off this little thing. Just pay attention to that music here. He's thinking about it. We're not going to make it. It'll work. Here it comes. Flying down it, it's working, it's working, <laughs> and the music kind of just sputters out there for a moment, just like the speeder itself. So again, this is Powell. The master of, mastery of Powell here is very um, anchored in the way John Williams has always done Star Wars music. And again, it goes all the way back to what George wanted to do in 1976 when he, he first started filming this and, and hired John Williams. Is he said, "I want these to be silent films." Right, the the music and the visuals will ultimately tell the story. So we're getting that here with the the you know the partnership between Ron Howard and and um, John Powell and Powell's doing that so well with the music. You know, if, if even if you didn't have any dialogue there, you're just seeing Han. And granted, there isn't much dialogue there, so I'm not proving my point that well right here. But trust me, it works. <laughs> um, and you know, as he's pulling this up, and you get that big loud thing, and then the music just sputters out, and it just it follows right with. Um, what's going on again on on screen what's going on visually so i'm going to do one more track for this first episode because i think that these three tracks really do fit together quite nicely which is of course meet han which is track two we just did track three corellia chase and now we're on to track four spaceport and where this is obviously going to pick up is right after you know han and kira jump out of the speeder and then uh, that opening note it's that it's that downward shot from the camera of looking down on Moloch's speeder and he's getting out and telling them to release the hound so the music itself is going to start very villainous very um here comes the bad guy if you will so uh, let, me, let me let's start this one off <laughs> Right, so there you go. It's all seven seconds in, but that's right. That's the kind of the villainous sound. That's this is it's not that Moloch has a theme because it's clearly not his theme, but this music here indicates that the bad guys are going to catch up to you if you're not careful. Um, and then there we have, you know, kind of a swirling version of Han's theme as he and Kira are taking off. Right, 
more of Hans theme. Hans theme is like the first ten minutes of this movie, <laughs> musically. Um, so here they are. They they slink into the spaceport, um, and you have. Pause it really quick. So they've slunk into the, the spaceport, which again, just just fun fact for all of you, you probably you probably agree that spaceport looks so much like uh, um, uh, like Rogue One. I don't know. There's just something about that 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 set piece that just makes me think of Rogue One. But anyway, so they kind of slink in there, and and again, listen to what Powell does with with Han's theme. Again, he's going to duck it back down here. Very covert. They're, they're hidden. They don't want to be seen. But his theme's still playing. He's still working. Right? So he's... We can see him here as he's behind that pillar with Kira. They're, they're thinking. He's thinking. This is... Right? That's who Han Solo is. Han Solo is probably the galaxy's quickest thinker. The the most improvisate... Improvisate... Oh my gosh, Carl. Improvisational character in Star Wars. Han Solo can think on his feet like no other. And that's what's going on right here. You know, you've got this duck down version. Powell's telling us, again, musically, Han's, Han's figuring something out. He's doing something. He's quiet, though. He's, you know, the music's hushing back down almost as if the music itself is Han's thought process. He's, he's quieting down his mind. He's looking at this line of people, you know, trying to leave the spaceport. He's devising his plan. He's, you know, he's, he's thinking to himself. And uh, then he and Kira just push their way into line. Listen how ominous the music gets now. They're stuck between the Empire and Moloch. That's kind of a frightening spot for them. And as they're in line, too, right? That's that's literally the conversation he and Kira are having. Kira, you know, Han's saying, wherever we go, it's going to be better than this. Kira says, no, it's not. Like, we have no protection out there. What if we get bought and sold? Right? Kira is, you know, and this is... I'm going to pause the music for a second. This is... Right, this is kind of the quintessential dynamic between Kira and Han um, throughout the film. Is Kira like sh- like she says at the end of the movie to him on on their way up that elevator to see Dryden one last time? You know, you know, he, Han turns to her and says, "You don't know everything." Her response: "No, just a bit more than you." And that's like that is exactly their relationship. And even even in this moment while they're in line, right, Han is. Hannah's telling her how great it's going to be when you're just a little bit more and we're through. But Kira's got a better sense of the bigger picture. And she's saying, wait a minute. It doesn't mean it's not going to be all roses on the other side there, right? She's kind of calling him to reality. Han is very naive and youthful here in a way that Kira just isn't. Kira is far more mature in her way of thinking about things. So that's what we have going on musically here. They get, in, they get into line and, you know... They're basically bartering with this imperial officer. You know, the music is, it's, while it's kind of quiet, because what they're doing, right, they're whispering to her in a way. They're trying to be sneaky. Pay attention to these underlying strings. I mean, it's ultimately, underneath everything going on, this is a nerve-wracking situation that they're in, right? They're, this is not a comfortable spot. The music is telling us that. So actually, here is where they get up to the counter. So those strings getting a little bit more intense. So you've got, you know, you've got those strings. Plus, here in the background, right, that constant snare drum beat. It's basically, you know, it's the Imperial March. It's, it's that militaristic music. 
hear all that snare work. Right, that's all snare work being done in the background. So it's that that music is, is telling us this is this is an imperial base. And again, that's just very smart music storytelling by John Powell. He's got the strings that are continuing kind of the the emotional feel of the scene. It, it's it's very nerve wracking. It's very uh, dangerous what they're doing. Um, and it's kind of the strings are telling us that emotionally. And that's kind of the point of strings in any music is strings essentially. Uh, nine times out of 10 evoke some sense of emotion. Um, why do you think we say heartstrings? Ayo. Um, I don't have Jason to laugh at my bad jokes. Nuts. Um, but, uh, you know, underneath that, that string, which is telling us the emotion though, I just think it's really cool how Paula is just having that, that snare drum beat constantly going. And again, it's just like being out on a marching band field or being in, you know, it's, it's very militaristic. Um, and now of course the music is going to get very big and loud and dramatic as Han and Kira are, are torn apart. So let's listen to that. We're about to get through the gate and hear it. Take it separate. Right, that motion, the motion of that, that those musical notes right there—they're hitting you right in the gut, and it's it's musically telling us something big and and tragic is happening right now. I mean, again, this is something I I I appreciate in the sense that what we have mirrored in both Rogue One and Solo, you know, the two standalone films, is we essentially do get a prologue, an opening that ends in tragedy, and then it's essentially how do those characters, you know, much of the rest of the the character's story throughout the, the, those movies is how do these characters respond to that tragedy? Um, and that's what we're getting musically is we're getting this very tragic music as they are literally torn apart. I'm going to play this one more time. So again, this this music here is it's just so good. It, it it's telling us musically something big and traumatic just happened, and and Powell just captures that so beautifully. And then, kind of on the B side of this little moment, you have these very what I I, th- I think I'm right in saying this. And again, I'm not a music scholar. I could be wrong, but I think the right term for this is is very dissonant chords that we're going to hear afterwards. And the thing. Well, let me play them first, and then I'll then I'll give you my little commentary. So here, here it comes. That's essentially three chords, I think, but they're very dissonant sounding, and I hate the sound of dissonant chords because they make me uncomfortable. And that's the point. <laughs> the point of dissonant chords is to make you feel uncomfortable. It's meant to make you feel out of your skin, like you're not you're not safe. In a way, and that's what we get on the B side. We get this really big, kind of tragic sounding, but yet beautiful sounding music, and then it goes into this dissonant side on the B side for just a few notes. And it just, again, emotionally is telling us that, you know, for Han in this moment, he is 
not only he's he's literally being torn apart from you know from Kira, and now it's like all this confusion sets in. It's a very uncomfortable, to say the least, feeling for Han. So, you know, it, it ends with you know those chords and and then listen to this. Boom, boom, boom. Right, boom, 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 boom. It's musically like you know the bad guy wins. Is kind of how it ends, right? It's it's almost mustache twirling type of evil music. The way that this little piece kind of comes to a conclusion. Let me play that one more time. Listen right here. Listen to the words. So it's, you know, it's ha, 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 ha. The bad guys are laughing at Han here, in a way, is the way I kind of interpret that. Um, so then Kira tells him to run. Run, Han. So this is a very frantic version of his theme. He's looking for cover, you know. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Steals a kid's hat. <laughs> right? Listen to, how, listen to how urgent this music is right now. Han's looking for cover. Our heroes being hunted. So earnest. Now it starts to calm down a bit. But listen to those notes right there. Listen to this. Here it comes even louder. So for those of you like me who have been growing up in the school of David W. Collins and you've been listening to any of Star Wars Oxygen or really anything that David Collins does, a little thing called Dies Irae, which means Day of the Dead. Um, no, Day of, Day of Judgment, Day of Wrath. Um, and it's, it's an old piece of music from an old Catholic mass. It was played um, to connotate the sense of Judgment Day, um, you know, the coming of something terrifying and, and again if, if you've listened to rogue one the entire opening part of the master switch is essentially ds Irae over and over and over again so i love that the very end of this track spaceport after han and Kara have been ripped apart he's found cover the music here ends with this very powerful statement of dearest Irae, which is just essentially saying that you know judgment has fallen down on han like he has been separated like it's the the day of death the day of reckoning the day of wrath however you want to uh, def- define what ds ira means it essentially means your time has come and and you know it ends so tragically for han so i'm, I'm going to play this one more time so you can clearly hear this so again ds ds ira i don't have a keyboard cuz i'm not david collins and i don't know how to play keyboard um but uh can't obviously reproduce this except for with my mouth and you know by humming it but it's ds ira is essentially do 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 notes like that um anything that or or follows that pattern do 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 is essentially ds ira and we're going to get that here at the end so here it comes in Three three forty mark. Really big and loud. And that's how the track ends. And that's essentially how uh, I'm going to bring this obviously little episode to an end. Is you have Han Solo's initial journey here kind of coming to a to a kind of tragic bitter end 
And that's, if you will, that's how the prologue of Solo ends, you know, in tragedy, just as it did in Rogue One. Um, we don't get to hear again. It's kind of it's cool that we get source music in the film of essentially a version of the Imperial March, but it's rather than being played in the. And again, I can't do this because I don't have the movie any on my computer yet. Can't wait to be able to show you this, but you, you might have already picked up on it. But when they're when Han sees that you know kind of hollow video of, of people being recruited for the Empire, you act, they're actually using as source music the Imperial March that obviously John Williams wrote, but they put it in a major key. Rather than a minor key, which to me is obviously them, you know, they're trying to sound like the good guys, you know, the empire, you join the ranks of the proud, you know, um, but again, we don't unfortunately have that music on the soundtrack, but this is where I'm going to stop this first mini episode because again, I think tracks two, three, and four meet Han, uh, Corellia, Chase, and uh, Spaceport, they're essentially musically the prologue of this movie and it ends with a very strong statement of Dies Irae. So Han's day of reckoning is upon him. And now it's time to figure things out, to figure out what he's going to do in response to this tragedy. It ends in his, you know, the start of his story and his quest to freedom. He's finally broken free. And yet the day of wrath has stolen the girl of his dreams from him. So what is he going to do in response? And of course we know that he goes off to the Imperial Academy and we know where the movie goes from there. Um, but uh, yeah, the next little episode, I'm, I'm going to definitely hit uh, the next couple of tracks because they work really well together, which is Flying with Chewie, Train Heist, and Marauders Arrive. Um, I think they tell the next part of the story musically. So again, uh, I hope you enjoyed this little episode. I really had fun doing it. And uh, be sure to check back again in the next few days uh, when I get the time to do another one of these. And it, it was uh, sure was a lot of fun just uh getting to do this. So I hope you enjoyed. I appreciate your time. And of course, if you have any comments or any feedback, I'd always love to hear it. So be sure to do that. So until next time, this was the first mini episode of the solo soundtrack.